Turn Up The Talk podcast, tackling mental health together. Hey everyone, and welcome to Turn Up The Talk, episode two. You're joined by Pat Clifton, Lockie Drew Morris, and Luca Moretti. How are you going since the last time I saw you boys? Yeah, Paddy, I'm pretty bueno. How about yourself? I'm pretty muy buen myself, thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm great. Uh, just with you two, <laughs> when when did we become bilingual? Have you not heard? Heard what? We're global. global. You check the insights. We've got listeners all around the world. Including my two Italian brothers out there. Just want to say a big ciao. Is there anyone in uh, anyone in France? Yeah, there is in France, actually. Uh, merci pour écouter, for listening. Yeah, wrap that up, mate. We'll wrap, wrap that, that up. up. <laughs> what about yourself, Moretti? You got a uh, pre-season coming up. You looking forward to it or what? Yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked to get back into it, but a bit nervous. Are you going on any trips around pre-season this year? No, last no, year, no, no, no. You went to schoolies no. and uh, no, no, missed two teams. No, no, okay, no trip this year. Save that for another talk. Speaking of holidays, Julie, you've been to Noosa a few times this year with the girlfriend. What do you got coming up? Uh, okay, it was once and uh, it was for a family occasion. Uh, nothing really, just saving at the moment, yeah. Oh, yeah, what are you, what are you saving for? We've got a trip next year in uh, February. Oh, oh, yeah, there it is. It there comes. it is. It comes out. Where's the trip to? Fill us in. We're going to Japan. You'd fit right in. Not going to Canada this year? No, no. Not going back to Canada. Yet. <laughs> You're banned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, it's a lot of podcasts about me, so let's get on to some more serious topics. Movember, how are we finding it? Uh, look, I'm getting a little bit of growth going. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we're all uh, dealing with it in our own ways. Just... A reminder for people, we've got the GoFundMe page up. Any donations are going to go towards the operational cost for the podcast and also the IOK Foundation. So, uh, yeah, we greatly appreciate anything. On you, you've got a bit of the Merv Hughes look going. I like it. I have had a lot of compliments about it, yeah. Anyone say you got a got a little rat on top of your lip? No, you're the first one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Let's pull it back in. We are a mental health podcast and some things we talk about can be triggering for some. So, if you're not feeling up to it today... Hit pause, come back another day. We're not going anywhere. We're also not professionals. We're just doing our best to try help out. Today, we're joined by a pretty special guest. He's the founder of the Gotcha for Life Foundation. So, Gussie Wallen, thanks for joining us, mate. It's an absolute pleasure, boys. And can I just say, congratulations right off the top, what you blokes are doing. It's it's blokes like you doing what you're doing. It's going to change the way things are looked at in Australia. So, congratulations. Thanks for having me on. Thanks very much. So, uh, obviously, we know you as a big personality. <laughs> TV presenter, radio presenter, and of course, more importantly, this subject, the Gotcha for Life Foundation founder, mm. which we'll go into in a lot more depth. However, for those that don't know you as well, give us a bit of a background on yourself. Yeah, so um, born and bred in Sydney. Um, Dad nicked off when I was reasonably young. Mum brought up my brother and I. Um, always loved sport. Okay at cricket, not much good at anything else, but loved just having a crack and getting stuck into stuff. And uh very fortunate, really. Met my wife when I was 18. We've been married nearly 25 years. Got three kids, three teenage kids. And I was a salesman until I was 38. And then I had a chance to do an Aussie Goes series, the cricket series. Um, started back in 2006. Did three of those where I followed the Australian cricket team around the world, which was just the, one of the great rorts of all time. Um, really getting paid to follow the cricket team yeah. and stuff. So off the back of that, I was actually promoting the show on Aussie Goes Calypso in Triple M Studios in Melbourne, one breakfast, and the boss was in a cab between the airport and the, and the studio, and he was loving the stories I was telling, and he stayed in the cab, waited for the end of the interview, and he said he couldn't remember the last time he had done that, and he was looking at the time the Sydney Brecky show wasn't 
hitting the numbers he wanted. So he went, well, I might try to get this bloke and we'll do like a sports-based show. So that started the grill team and that's really been my life ever, ever since. I've done a few other TV shows and the, and the number one one is the Man Up program, which you can still see on iView on ABC. And that's what you say, Paddy, that off the back of that, it was challenging masculinity in this country. And then I realized we, we gave it to the world, over 78 million views around the world. And I just went, you know what, I've got to keep this going. So it's not yeah. just about fart jokes in the morning on the brekkie show. I've actually could do something serious here. So Gotcha for Life was born. And that was three years ago. And now we're only a short little, there's only four of us in the staff, but, you know, we're, we're punching well above our weight in terms of men's mental health or what I'd like to call men's mental fitness. And um, that's why you guys got me on today. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's me in a nutshell. I'm 51. I'm overweight, but I'm a, you know, all my mates will say I'm a good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Just now, yeah, yeah. So now touching on, on your past. Yeah. Obviously, we're three Waverly boys. Yeah. You're an Ox boy. I know. There's a bloke called Skibris. I don't know if he'd be well older than you. The bloke called Skibris at, at Queen's Park. Oh, my God. I don't reckon I hit him off the square. Big, tall <laughs> bloke. Just so, I've met him in real life since, and I, we played CIS together as well. He was so good and hardly ever got a result at um, Waverley. Played in the soccer first and the cricket first. Three years cricket first, one year soccer first. Never beat anyone. Never beat Waverley, certainly at... Queen's Park, it was just shocking to have to go there. Never yeah, wow. scored a run. I reckon the halfway line ran right on a length. He, put, he just pitched there every time and knocked me over. <laughs> but one of my really good mates, Mag, uh, Max Diagostino. I don't know if you know oh, Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maxie. yeah, so Maxie's dad, Nino, is one of my best mates. And really? his, his mum, Monique, and I actually lived in the same shared house when we first moved out of home in Chatswood all those no years ago. Really? So once Maxie started going for Waverley, then I started going for Waverley. And actually went and watched him at Iggy's play for CAS first and New yeah. South Wales Schoolboys as well. So Mate, he's killing it. He had a really it, good year last year. He's brilliant. An AFL yeah, player yeah, turned, yeah. you know, he can do everything, Maxie. So yeah. I've got a soft spot for Waverley. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your relationship like with Knox? I mean, you're doing some uh, workshops back there at the moment. How's that been going? Yeah, to be honest with you, it's been, you know, a lot's happened around Knox because of the Royal Commission and, you know, the fact that some of the teachers did some really you know, awful things to kids in and around my year group as well. So my mates, we were never touched. We were left alone for whatever reason. There's a whole heap of blokes that, that weren't. And I'm, you know, I have a bit of a problem with that. But all I can do is work with the new, you know, yeah, regime, yeah. the new headmaster and stuff. And he's absolutely brilliant. He puts the Tomorrow Man program, which we, which we support, into Knox. And Knox now are fully running with our program. So moving forward, they've done all right. But yeah, it was... You know, all the jokes are out there, boys, yeah, and no I understand more, no them. More, no more apples in the chapel. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, unfortunately, I wish it was just the apple, apple in the chapel, which I'm sure Barker blokes made up. There's no way Waverly blokes would make that no, up. No, no, no way, no way. I'm sure Waverly will open you with open arms, welcome you with open arms. Well, I'd so love to put right. the program in there. So if anyone at Waverly there that you know, um, I nearly brought Steve Smith there, but there was a clash with dates. But, um, you know, I'm very happy to bring the program to Waverly. It'd be great. Yeah, On a more yeah. serious note, you just mentioned to all your mates, you're the good bloke. <laughs> you're a personality bigger than life. And I was reading in a, an article that was written a few years ago about yourself and you opened up and said, from the outside looking in, your life, you had a wife, you had three beautiful kids, you had you had it all going for yourself. You know, you were getting onto this presenting thing, but in yourself, you felt unhappy. Yeah. Tell us more about that stage of your life. Yeah, Paddy, it was, uh, I mean, for me, you're right, from the outside, it looked fantastic. And... um I was just starting to doubt whether or not, you know, is this going to be my life? You know, is it is this it from now on? And 
you know, for some reason, I just started doubting all these things, you know, my relationships and especially with my wife. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. So there's a mate of mine, actually an old Barker boy, Clint, Clint Newcomb, John Newcomb, the tennis player's son, who grew up in the same street as me. He's an absolute champion. And I just got, grabbed him at the Pimble Pub one day and I just said to him, this is what I'm thinking. And he said to me, look, you know, he didn't judge me. He just listened. But he said, look, before you do anything silly, go and see this lady. And her name was Leanne. And I put her in my phone as this, as a, as the the witch doctor, because he told me that she's a little weird, but hey, you know, give it a go and you never know. Yeah. Anyway, within about a month, I turned it from witch doctor to angel because she literally made me start to think about things a lot clearer. And I then had some really open, honest, vulnerable conversations with Mm. my wife. Mm. And I said to her, look, this is what I'm thinking. And she said, well, what about this? What about that? I was talking to Leanne and back and forth. Anyway, I saw her twice a week for two years. So it took me a while. I was working through it. And um, eventually I came out the other side and everything was fantastic. So I've been, that was, like I say, more than five years ago. And we're celebrating 25 years in December. So, Congratulations. Yeah, things, things are going okay. Yeah, and you just mentioned your mate who in the article you referred to as the bulletproof friend. Yeah. And that kind of leads to the topic of you speaking to your wife and opening up to people. How important are support networks, do you think, if for people going through mental health issues? Oh, I don't think you can get through them alone. You certainly can't get through them as well or as quickly um, without what I call the village around me. So I've got three or four blokes that I know that I can phone up any time of the day, no matter where they are in the world, and I know that they've got my back, they won't be judging me, they will totally understand why I'm calling, and even if it is something that I just need a minute, yeah. don't be silly, mate. You know, you, you're not thinking clearly call me in the morning, don't do anything silly, that might be enough, you know, or it could actually be, okay, mate, I've actually got a proper bit of advice for you or just to listen to me. And as as I'm talking, and I'm sure you do with your mates, if you're talking and talking and talking, eventually you go, Jesus Christ, what am I worried about? Sometimes you just need to get it out, you know, from from between between your ears. Need a vent. That's it. And um, so I've been saying with the Gotcha for Life program is, you know, find yourself a Gotcha for Life friend We've got heaps of mates in this country. We don't necessarily have a lot of friends. Yeah. So we put the armor on, we put the mask on, we bullshit each other. Everything's awesome. But at the end of the day, to have someone that you can talk to about things that are important. Just on support networks, you've introduced the Gotcha for Life scholarship. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit bit more about that and how that relates to young men? Yeah, of course. Lifeline. So during the Man Up program on the Saturday night, I went into Lifeline. They had... 1,700 calls that night on a Saturday night, which is a big night. Saturday night's the night where people tend to ring up more than, than yeah. not. Now, they don't have enough people answer the phone. So yeah. what if someone who phones up thinks this is my last crack and the, and the phone doesn't get picked up? And or if a bloke rings up and he gets a lady who picks up the phone and he blows up, he just goes, I don't yeah. want to talk to a lady because it might be the wife or a woman in his life that has upset him, so he doesn't want it. So he just abuses the person on the line who's got no fault at all and they hang up and they might then do something silly. So I asked at the time the head of Lifeline, what do you actually need? And he said, we need, need need more blokes on the phones. So I started the Gotcha for Life um, scholarship, which basically means that we pay the difference between what the government um, pay Lifeline and what Lifeline actually need to pay, which is 650 bucks. So there's a lot of good people out there that might go, I want to help out. Well, if you can go and help out Salvation Army, Red Cross, all that for nothing. So why would you want to take all these really emotional phone calls and also go through the training and also pay for it? Yeah. So it takes away some of the hurdle. Mm. So we've now got, you know, over 100 blokes 
that are in the scholarship program. So we awesome. hopefully we'll have a hundred more blokes answering the phones yeah. that we had a year ago. So that's part of that. Yeah, you mentioned before the Man Up series, and you recently did a documentary with Jimmy Barnes. And yeah. Jimmy Barnes quoted saying, "Is the most courageous thing he ever did was get help." Can you link back to the Man Up series? Your talks with Jimmy Barnes. Why do you think young men are hesitant? to talk about their feelings and links back to the idea of sort of masculinity in yeah. Australia. Why do you think that happens? Well, you know, that's what the Man Up program was and that's what Jimmy's doing now with that doco that, that he did with me, challenging masculinity because our dads and our grandfathers and their fathers, so our great-great-grandfathers, were told just to get on with it, shut the fuck up. Can you say, are we allowed to? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're good. Shut the fuck up and just get on with it and just push down all your emotions and just crack on because otherwise you're not being manly. Exactly. So that's the old historical way to look at things. So what we have to do and what you blokes are doing because you're the generation, two generations back from me, is actually allow blokes to talk about their feelings and that should be the way it's looked as manly. A A young boy should be able to come home from school and when mum and dad say, how was your day, he should be able to stop and say, you know what, mum or dad? It was actually a bit of a tough one today, you know. Yeah. I did a couple of subjects that I'm not that strong in and then there was a kid at lunchtime that, you know, for mm. some reason I bumped into him and he picked me. You know, at the moment those kids are going, I'm fine, mum, no problem. Or yeah. find out, going to, going to their rooms and crying. Yeah. yeah. We should not be worrying alone, you know. And guys like Jimmy Barnes who's like a rock star and a hero and that sort of stuff, him being vulnerable and open and honest and talking, that hopefully should change my generation mm. and what you blokes are doing should be able to change your yeah. generation to say the manliest thing you can do is to talk. You don't lose your balls by having a conversation which actually means something. Exactly, yeah. And just on touching on that, you said that we've got a lot of friends but you know, not many mates. But no, it was the other way around. So no, you got, we've yeah, got yeah. heaps of mates but heaps not many mates, friends. Not many friends. Yeah. Now, just being honest, for me personally as well, you know, it's really hard. It's, it's so easier said than done going, you know, just fucking talk to someone. You know what I mean? Then yeah. How, how was that for you? And how was that? Well, do you kind of have an answer to, for anyone else going like listening and going, well, yeah, that's really easy. But at the same time, it's really hard. Like, do you have an answer? Yeah, it's, there- so, it's so easy to talk about it. You're absolutely exactly. right. Exactly. Like, so easy me telling you, you just talk to someone. Yeah, and, but man, when you're yeah, in the, but when, yeah, but then when you're in the situation, like, I don't really want to talk. That's right. I, you're feeling vulnerable. You're yeah. feeling down and you don't want to show that vulnerability because there's yeah. so much against of what we're meant to be doing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what I say to people is that anything that's really worth anything is not easy. Yeah. It's actually really hard normally. Being vulnerable doesn't come naturally. So understand that it is bloody difficult. And yeah. for some people, impossible. Yeah. You know, to even to get those words out, they have yeah. to hit absolute rock bottom. Or like my friend, Angus, who took his own life, he never told anyone. Yeah. He just went and hung himself. So, Beautiful. you know what I mean? With yeah. those 1,200 blokes, he was president of Palm Beach Surf Club, had a fantastic job, wife and three children. He killed himself on the night of his son's last HSC exam. Wow. So he was at shore, last child through, paid the bill. And did what he had to do. He yeah. had a big circle in the diary, 1,200 blokes at his funeral a week later and all of us looking around at each other going, Fine. what the fuck? Yeah. And then we're sitting there going, did you have any idea? Did you have any idea? No one had any idea and not one person had a clue and he yeah. didn't want to talk and turn around to one of us and say, you know what? Life's actually a bit shit. I'm yeah. putting this on. Mm. If he had done that, we would have all dropped anything for him. So you're right. It is yeah. bloody hard. It's bloody yeah. difficult. So the nights we're putting on through the Tomorrow Man program gives young blokes and older blokes, because we have a lot of blokes bring their granddad, their dad, and the son. So from 16 up to 75, 
We had one at Avalon Surf Life Saving Club the other day. 256 blokes there. Open, honest conversation, sitting in a safe environment. And blokes like sponges going, can you give me whatever I need to start the conversation? Yeah. So we're not taught it at school. We've got no real emotional no, intelligence going nothing, around. Is there? There's nothing. nothing. So we learn a whole heap of stuff about modern history and unification of yeah, Germany, yeah, yeah. bullshit erosion and stuff like that. Who cares? <laughs> Why don't we have a subject a day or a couple of subjects a week where you actually learn what it takes to be a man? Exactly. That's got to be the most important thing, right? Because we're losing eight a day, as you blokes know. Six, six blokes, two women. It's hard to start the conversation, so we need to learn it. We need to train ourselves to do it, yeah. and that's what these programs that Gotcha for Life is putting on are trying to do. It's awesome. Thanks, Touch, touching on Gotcha for Life, yeah. You mentioned your mate there who did kill himself. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Reading into the Gotcha for Life, that was a big reason as to why the charity started. Yeah. Tell us more about why it started and what your aims to get out of the Gotcha for Life Foundation. Yeah, so Gotcha for Life came off the back of the Man Up program and that was me challenging really why Angus, my mate, he was another Gus, uh, why he actually took his own life. He was about 10 years older than me. Um, I always looked up to him. He was someone that I just really respected. Um, he was the guy that you could go to and he would have an answer for a work problem or a relationship problem or just talk about life in general. He just seemed to have that skill set, which now 10 years on or more than 10 years on, I think that's probably the reason he took his life because he was he put his whole identity around being the guy that everyone else came to for help. Yeah. So if he went and asked someone for help, perhaps that would take away... What, his identity. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of. Plus, he was never taught. He went to King's and then he went to, to, you know, he went from one institution to another all his life. He never would have been taught, you know, what you and I were talking about, about mm. having no words to say, hey, yeah. I need some help, yeah. which seems so easy to say, but difficult for other exactly. people. So, Man Up was born. Then, of course, trip, talking on Triple M, we've got 650,000 people every morning listening to us. Most of those are blokes. Mm. So, I thought, well, I've got such a great stage here to be able to talk about men and mental health when i first brought it up with maddie and mg when i was doing the man up program they were like yeah mate this is what we need to talk about this is important and the bosses went oh look i'm not quite sure this is going to be a funny show it's meant to be we don't want to bring people down yeah. but within a year triple m went you know what let's get stuck in um let's do it because that's the stuff that coming on on listener surveys they're going jesus people want to talk about mental health because people are worried about money mortgages bills their mm. kids, everyone loves having a laugh, but they don't mind having a bit of seriousness as well. So that gave me an opportunity to talk about it on Triple M. And then I went, you know what? The only way I can do this properly, because radio is not going to last forever. And as we're talking here, I've got four shows to go on the Brecky show. So they'll write about that. <laughs> um, and I'm in a position now with three years in where, you know, we're a couple of million dollar charity and we want to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's got to start somewhere. And that's what I'm hoping is that. You blokes and your kids, i got a 19-year-old son, my grandchild can walk into his mum and say, you know, I'm not feeling that good today, mum, I want to talk. I mean, that that would be the bonus because if he yeah. comes in and does that, then we've got a very good chance that Gotcha for Life has got into enough schools to change what it takes to be a man. We spoke about the Gotcha for Life, mate, before, and we've spoken a lot about the person who might be dealing with the issues. Yeah. For people that that will be that Gotcha for Life, mate, what can we do as listeners to make these topics more approachable and more convenient to talk yeah. about? No judgment is the key and listening is the key. I mean, if you just literally listen and not try to come up with a solution, because us blokes, I don't know what your your old men are like, but 
I've talked to my dad. As I'm talking, I know he is giving me, he's gonna, he's waiting for me to talk so he can give me the answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just the way we've been brought up. So for your generation and trying to teach my generation, shut the fuck up, listen and listen properly and you don't have to have a solution. You don't need to have an answer. Yeah. Just having someone listen to you is awesome. I don't know if you guys have got girlfriends, um, long-term girlfriends or whatever. Okay, we have subjects. But how you going? <laughs> <laughs> but as your girlfriend is talking and you're switching off and you're thinking, how am I going to get through this? It gets worse. Right. So when you get yourself a wife and stuff, they just want you to listen to them. They don't want you to come up with all these answers and stuff. So it's good practice to do that with your do that with your proper friends. Like you guys seem pretty tight. You'd all have a lol, a lot of other mates from surf clubs and footy clubs and school and that sort of stuff. You don't have to have got your life mates everywhere. You just need a couple of your mates yeah. turn into friends. So the way I'd like to describe it is state of origin night, you all go to the pub and there's 50 of you and everyone's getting along well. Everyone's buying each other's beers, pizza's flowing, New South Wales are winning, hopefully, blah, blah, blah. And we're chatting and at the end of the night, you go up to one of your mates and say, hey, can I get a, grab a, you for a coffee tomorrow? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, of course, mate. And there's just that absolute... Yeah. I know that conversation is not right for tonight yep. because we're all having a good time, having a few beers, but I know tomorrow, you know, Paddy needs me and I'm, yeah. I'm going to step up and I'm going to listen to him. Mm. It's it's that relationship. So yeah. it's not about sitting in the pub and going, guys, I don't want to watch Origin because I'm sad or I'm going through stuff. Show some resilience, get through that, but then have your friend there that you can absolutely talk to. Yeah, that's all right. Can you tell us a bit more about the drought, obviously, it's a prevalent issue in society. Yeah. You just did a road trip with Triple M. Mm. Obviously, with, there's a lot of farmers going through some hardship. Can you tell us, a, give us a bit of insight into that? Yeah, it's it's in, thing. It's not just the farmers. It's the townships. It's the suppliers. It's everyone that's linked to the country. Um, we went out to Orange, Dubbo and Parks, and it's like Mars out there. There's really? not even dirt on the ground anymore because that's all been swept away. It's just rocks. It rained last night, didn't it? It did. It got 14 mils, but it, it does hardly yeah, anything. They need it to rain consistently till Christmas, yeah. and it's already stopped. So they'll get 14 mil. Queensland was a little bit better than New South Wales. But, yeah, it's it's just it gives them a little taste, and then it just stops. And yeah. blokes, and you guys would understand this, you need purpose in your life. Mm. You need to get up. And, like, today you guys got up and said, okay, go to the radio station, having a chat with me. You probably organise the rest of your day or whatever it might be. You've got purpose. You've got things to do, places to be, people that are relying on you, whatever it might be. Those guys are isolated anyway. Yeah. They're standing in the middle of a paddock. They're looking at their livestock dying or yeah. they're having to kill them themselves. Yeah. They've got no purpose. Yeah. They've already put the, the crop in. They're just waiting for rain. Yeah. Once that's done, you've got bills, you've got the financial pressure, you've got all this stuff going on because – their kids might be at school. You've got all those bills to come in. How many borders at Waverley came from the country? Yeah. You know what I mean? So all that stuff's happening and you're sitting there going, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm actually the best yeah. farmer in the world and there's nothing I can do about Almost it. Almost like the rug's being pulled under your feet. That's yeah. it. It's like being the best rugby player in the world but never being able to play. Yeah. Yeah. They just they put you on a field and you don't even have a ball. Exactly. But you know you could do it. So what's, what's going on in their head? So we went along and we did three sellout nights at various pubs and stuff where I did a 15-minute chat on mental health and then Moon Man did half an hour's comedy. Went down really well, having a few beers, talking to the guys. It was unreal. But it just gave them a bit of a break from what's been a tough time. Mm. Um, we get to come back. I'm back in Sydney with you guys now and you know I move on with my life. I'm going back there in a couple of weeks. But you know there's a real disconnect between the city and the country and they feel that as well. They don't feel the government's doing enough as well. So... 
you know, it's a really tough time for them yeah. at the moment. And how can people like us that are in the city don't know as much as what you do because you've been there? How can we kind of help? Well, Coles and Liquorland. So I'm looking at you three blokes. Liquorland looks <laughs> yeah. like the best option. Um, Liquorland, you can just give, you know, one, three or five bucks and just add that to, you know, you buy a slab and then you just add, you know, one, three or five bucks to it yeah. and away you go. And you just mentioned with the Moon Man in the morning, you're wrapping up. In a few yeah, days. Yeah, that's right. And you're going to be starting the Dead Set Legends show with Big Dell. Yeah, Big Dell and Jude Bolton. So yeah. I'm very excited about that 25th of January next year. But the main reason for stopping the show was to focus more on the Gotcha for Life Foundation. Where do you want to go from here with the foundation? Paddy, I would love to have a situation in 5, 10, 15 years where we're looked upon as, you know, I hear in the street, oh, he's my Gotcha for Life mate. He's my gotcha for life friend. And people know and understand that we're in schools, we're part of the syllabus. It's such a simple thing when you think about it, turning a mate into a friend, having a proper conversation where it actually means something. That's what we should be doing anyway. It's part of our culture. But unfortunately, we're so much putting on a mask and we're always so putting on a bloody uniform and putting on... It's that ego, isn't it? Oh, it's ego. Yeah. It is the way that we've been brought it's up. Just it's like our culture. It is, it's which terrible. is fine. We want that. Like we want, we, you know, when you're defending in a game of footy, you want that tough. Yeah, you want that mongrel. But it's but yeah, not yeah. in real life. Yeah, not in real life. You yeah. need to have someone. You go. You know what? I'm going through. I'm bullshitting everyone else, but I need to tell you I'm going through a tough time. Mm. I guarantee you, if you've got that, then then our mental fitness would be better, and the suicide rate will go down immediately. But it's just not part of our culture at the moment. We haven't got the emotional words to start that conversation that you yeah. said earlier. Yeah. What is so you just alluded to some long term goals. What are some short term goals? What has the Gotcha for Life Foundation got coming up over the next few months? Well, I just spoke to a lady in the car park, a journalist. You know, there we've got one in um, three, four, five. We've got six blokes nights in the next ten days all around New South Wales. We've got one in Perth. So, you know, if we can get up to twenty of those a month. Um, every single month, month after month, go back to areas every three months and just really, because you might come to a night and go, oh, I'm going to bring my mates next time. But if no one turns up again, it's all lost. So we want to go back to places every three months. So just continue to get out there and just talk and talk and talk and let, let blokes know it's okay not to be okay. And here's some answers to be able to get through it. That's the most important thing. And Gotcha for Life needs to grow. And that's, that's part of why I'm leaving the radio brekkie time. So I can actually go into corporates and government and really, you know, what, what, what we really need is more facilitators. We need more people in schools and that simply comes down to money. Because if you guys want to be a facilitator, you need to be paid to do it. It's a full-time gig, plus it's emotional. You walk into schools and you start talking, I can guarantee you one young kid will walk up to you after because he'll look at you as not a teacher but yeah. someone you can trust. You've got to take on his shit. Mm. You've got to take on that stuff. That's part of the deal. It's not an easy job. So you need to pay those people. So I just need to get out there and fundraise as much as possible. Like every foundation, um, whether it's mental health or cancer or whatever it might be, you just we need as much money as possible. Do you reckon people do that? Do you reckon people kind of undersell it because it's not cancer, it's not the sickness, but it's – do you know what I mean? Oh, look, I know exactly what you mean. I think awareness now in terms of mental health is up there. We're not doing enough action. Yeah. So um, we know cancer is dreadful and we know... Every- I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it's not. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like there's so many out there that are doing wonderful jobs. The thing around mental health or mental fitness, as I like to call it, because you guys would understand being fit, going to the gym and stuff, but if you think of mental mental fitness rather than mental health, it probably sounds better or easier yeah. to understand. Yeah. So we've talked mental fitness. 
there's so much awareness around it, but not enough action, yeah, not enough people yeah. actually doing action. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. We had, we had Mark Mitchell come on the other day. Sorry, just talking about your mental fitness. Yeah. He brought up a great point. He said, you know, if you, if you do your knee, do your ankle, you know, you go to the physio and get it sorted out. But if you've got a problem with your head, it's almost like. Well, you can't see it. Exactly. Yeah. So you can hide it. So you don't, you don't go and see anyone. It's kind of. That's right. You just. And like, it's looked upon like you're a bit of a quack. You yeah, go to the yeah, head 100%. doctor, you're like, oh, you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. You but know, you know, we, you go to the physio for your bad knee. It's like, oh, well, he's doing that to get himself better. That's actually tough. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I've, I got it. And then you got a good story to go with it. Yeah, I was yeah. in the back, bottom of a rock and yeah, know, I got yeah. my knee twisted and people were like, gee, you're manly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But you walk around and say, look, I've had really tough thoughts and I'm just not quite coping very well. People looking at they each look, other you're going, funny. Yeah. what's this play? So we're going to change that. Yeah. We're going to say that's actually gutsier to say it than the knee injury. They mm. they both require help. Exactly. You know, one's looked upon at the moment as something that's heroic and the other one looks upon as a bit, there you go. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That'll wrap us up, Gus. Good on you, boys. I want to say massive thanks and congratulations for everything you're doing with the Gotcha for Life. Personally, from out of this, I know a massive thing I can take out is just listening. If you've got someone just listening, you know, a problem how Problem shared is a problem halved, my exactly. mum always used to tell me, and it's so true. You're absolutely right. And also, everything can be sorted over a nice cup of tea. Or a my, coffee, Drewy. My, my, my mum says, just sit down and put the kettle on, just take a breath, work through it. And she's absolutely right. There's too many decisions made, and, and I reckon 50% of, um, they say 50% of suicides are situational. They're done really quickly. You know, they haven't thought it, they haven't planned it, spare the moment, and they make a really shit decision. So if everyone just takes a breath, a nice cup of tea, tell someone how you feel, share, be vulnerable, that's the key. But it's not easy to do it. So come along to a Tomorrow Man program that we're happy to partner with. And if there's anyone out here that wants to get in touch with the boys, any sporting club or school, we're happy to come along and do that for you. And you can find that on the Gotcha for Life website and social medias? Absolutely right. Or just, yeah, just hit me up on social or to or um, gotchaforlife.org. Awesome. All right. Thanks, mate. Really Thanks, appreciate boys. it. Thank you My very much. pleasure. See Thanks, ya. Gus.